Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and you Let's would go. not believe just what happened. Liam just walked into the yeah, walked yeah, into the walked into the studio. Liam, Lee, where have you mind. been? Where have I been? I've been up in not far north Queensland, in lower Queensland, just living the dream. South <laughs> south uh, southeast Queensland in Brisbane. That's it. Oh, Brisbane boy, let's go. <laughs> Fantastic. And what brings you back down to this this neck of the world? Oh, well, I've just got a week off work and uh, thought I'd come down and see what, what everyone's up to. Um, Keep track on Faith FM, make sure we're on the it. straight and narrow. That's it, well, that's the one. Yep. Um, Surprise audit right now. <laughs> 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 now, the um, the church that I used to go to when I was down here, they had their uh, one of their annual uh, church camps and uh, they invited me down to come and check it out with them. Uh, we were down at Crosslands, down in uh, Upper Sydney. Mm. Um, at the Crosslands Youth Adventure Centre. Uh, and so we, yeah, we had a bit of a fun time there, one of the Flying Fox. So if you're ever in the area, in Sydney, in the Sydney area, um, make sure you check out the Crosslands Adventist Youth Centre because they're a great bunch of guys there. Um, and they're doing yeah, some heck. magical work, so. And they've got a whole property there where you can, you know, people go and run camps, you can hire it out, you Absolutely, can, yeah. uh, run your own camp there, there's all kinds yeah. of activities that are available. There's a massive Flying Fox that you can go on as well. Man, it's really your favourite part. It like, is. You mentioned the flying fox yet. Yeah. <laughs> how big is this flying fox? How like how far off the ground oh, do you get? Like, how far do you go? It starts off very high and it goes very long. <laughs> yeah, because if, if, if any of you are familiar with terms. if any of you are familiar with uh, you know the north sort of westish area of Sydney, you get into all of that very, very you get into that area where you have very steep hillsides with creeks at the bottom and that's where Crosslands is. Very steep hillsides. The road in there, you kind of can see your own tail lights as you're going around some of those corners. Oh, it's very, very tight. Uh-huh. <laughs> And uh, and then when you get down there, it's a fantastic piece of land. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, it's just an amazing experience. They've got this little bush chapel as well. Yep. Um, and, you know, you can have baptisms there. You can have Bible studies there. It's it's just a really, really awesome place to, to go and, and reconnect with people and, more importantly, to reconnect with God as well. It's just a, a really good time. Absolutely. Mm. You good lady come down with you this time? She did indeed. Um, unfortunately, I just got back from dropping her off at the airport. Oh. Yeah. She, oh. Uh, she, she's got uni and work. Um, she couldn't get that off. Well, you're both in southeast Queensland, so you can handle a week or so. You'll be fine. Oh, like, dear. Not like COVID times last year. No. We're, we're much more flexible this year, which is very good. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. That's All good. right. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Wow. Yes. We also... Have you got... Oh, we've got You've some, got text messages. I do. I've got a text message coming through about uh, the story that we talked about earlier. Californian candidate uh, okay. out of Caitlyn uh-huh. Jenner. It says, uh-huh. it's amazing that we should even have a discussion on women competing. Um, politicians like the rest of us are just human beings. None of us are perfect. Unfortunately, what we personally do does not affect many people. What they do can affect the whole nation. It's good to see when they do positive things. Let's pray for them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That was a. Uh, it was an. In, a couple of really, really mind-bending stories this morning. Mm. Yeah, but it just. It. Uh, I. I like to see when logical voices, logical and open voices, are coming from. You know, every side. 
every yeah. side of the field. Right. You know, we're, yeah. and po- pr- and productive discussion. Yes. Oh no. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll just talking about Twitter before we came from the break. The place of unproductive. <laughs> yeah. Discussion. Yeah. We're talking like my deep disdain for Twitter and you know a lot of people that are on there and unfortunately you know we'll uh, well I guess we'll see you know does Caitlyn Jenner get cancelled for being a trans person against trans people com- competing in women's sport I guess we'll see what, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it remains to be um, let's see whether, be, she, whether, which, whether she whether she gets the governorship of California well dude that would just be the most mind-bending thing it's like all right ca- cancel Caitlyn Jenner for being a trans person speaking on trans issues Oh, oh, it makes no sense. It's, 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 no sense. Oh, all right. Um, do we have anything else to talk about or we just jump into the Bible? No, nah, let's just get into the Bible study. I've okay. talked about that enough. I mm-hmm. want to talk about the Bible. Amen. Uh, let's Amen. go to Genesis chapter 35 and verse 12. So it's Genesis 35 and verse 12. Let's see whether the digital one or the paper one gets there first. Whoever gets there first gets to read oh, it. Oh, yeah, I'm here, I'm here. Let's I'm go. also let's here. Go. Oh, <laughs> fine, you go, you go first. You know what? The first will be last. You go. Oh, all right, okay, okay. So. Uh, Genesis 35 verse 12 it says and I will give you the land I once gave to Abraham and Isaac yes I will give it to you and your descendants after you okay so here we've got a promise about land this is the land deal uh-huh. uh, and we're going to be we're going to be talking about the land deal and in a Bible study today why do you think this was particularly uh, important relevant encouraging uh, whatever to Abraham because he lived in a tent and how much land did he own nothing no he did what do you mean? He owned some land. Oh, back in Ur? No. Where did he own land? He owned land in Palestine. By this point? Yes. Oh, yeah, he'd been warring oh, with... Oh, maybe a little bit after this point. Maybe a little bit It was after. around this point. Uh, Genesis 35? Yeah, no, Genesis 35 definitely owned land. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you're saying in, in, in the form of, as we noted... He bought up, land. From who? Um, I can't remember the guy's name. <laughs> Man, uh, Abimelech, maybe. Anyway, um, yeah, he he owned a cave. Oh, oh what a time to be yeah. alive! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that, that's he owned a cave. He owned the cave, the cave of Machpelah, uh-huh. and that was their burial ground. Mm, okay. That's where uh, you know Abraham, Isaac, you know Jacob, these guys. That was where they buried their dead mm. in that particular cave. That was the only land that they owned. Is this where they were buried? Yes. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm. Even Jacob? Or was Jacob moved? Mm, no, I think Jacob was probably... I'm, I don't... Re- I don't remember. <laughs> Somebody look it up for me. Why don't I remember this key piece of Bible trivia? If you know the answer, you can find it real quick. Did they take Jacob back and bury him in the promised land? I thought... I thought- something in my subconscious is saying, yes, I know Joseph was buried in Egypt yes. and transported with the Exodus. Mm-hmm. That's the one that always comes to mind. Um... But Jacob, I think they may have taken him back. I, I believe they did. Yeah, that's what that's what my subconscious is saying. So that's what I'm going to run with. But we need one of our listeners to find the answer. See, this is how we get you involved in the Bible study. <laughs> Give us a call, 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064669. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so we've got another text message coming through there, do we, Lawson? Oh, oh, it's just Shell just oh. giving us a hard time about the quiz. No. <laughs> no, no. another text message there. No, no, it says, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yes, waiting. 
Oh, yep. yes. Okay. Okay. We've got a text message from a listener. I, was, I don't usually do this thing. This is strange. Lyle's, this is Lawson trying Lyle's, to, this is Lawson trying to do my job this morning. Yeah. yeah remember the time, we, you know, we've, we swapped jobs before and you tried to do the quiz and it was a bit, <laughs> bit here and there. But like, the yeah, most, man, most, I'm, I'm failing. Most fun is when I try and do the weather. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, right. So you should have come, Liam. You I should have come in bright and early this morning so that I yeah. could jump in and, and just smash out the weather. <laughs> you're out of you're out of habit of being here early. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, no. We've got a text from a listener here. Awesome stuff, Mar- Margie. She's just she's asking about Liam. She's Oi. Like, she's like, welcome back, Liam. I've missed you. Glad you are enjoying Brisbane. I hate it. Uh, I hate it. Too many people and cars. This is about Brisbane. Uh, <laughs> Have you proposed yet? Question mark. Lots of laughs. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, Liam. Look, thankfully... No, look, okay, short answer. Thankfully. <laughs> short, short answer is no, but thankfully, uh, my, my partner, my girlfriend, she is in the air at the moment, so she can't hear me. There are plans. There, there is oh. things in motion. So, I've got a plan. Go. Look, there's a plan. There's a plan. He's a there's man a with a plan. That's I, I have a plan. Liam, let me tell you about how radio works. Yeah, look, I know she can come back and listen to it, but... The other thing about radio is that whilst he might be in the air right now, everybody else is listening. Yeah. And when she lands... <laughs> she uh, might get the news. Someone might like, send her a text message. There are plans. <laughs> I think, <laughs> Please, someone just send her a text message. She knows that there dot r full stop plans full stop like exclamation mark. exclamation <laughs> oh dear yeah I've got look I've got something brewing away in my head and uh, I just need to wait I, I, I need to wait for the right time uh, yeah, you yeah. are such a gun yeah. that's awesome so so I, yeah, maybe when the time comes just you know come down here jump on radio make sure she's listening and do it on air <laughs> there's a plan how, there's a plan if I do that how will I know if she said yes or no She'll call in at one 800 Okay, we're having a lot of fun here this oh, morning. Dear. We should get back to a serious Bible study. But before we get back to our serious Bible study, just let us know whether you think that Liam should propose <laughs> on air. <laughs> you all have the number. <laughs> She's like, oh, sorry, babe, wasn't listening in this morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, serious Bible study time. Uh, yeah, dear. okay, serious I, um, Bible study time. Let's get back to it. I did just uh, ask Mrs. Google where Jacob was buried, yes. and it says Jacob himself died at the age of 147 years old in the final chapter of Genesis. Joseph had his physicians embalm his father Jacob before they removed him from Egypt to be buried in the cave of the field of Machpelah. There Mac- you go, Mac Machpelah. Yeah, that place. The one that was still there. You can go there today. They've built a uh, building over the top of it. It's a kind of um, a, a, a place of pilgrimage, mm. and pilgrims can go there today. Uh, you can't actually go down into the cave that's been blocked off long ago. There have been uh, one or two expeditions that have been down to have a look uh, since the Strait of Israel was formed. And one or two illegal ones that have sort of snuck mm. in for a bit of a squeeze. There'd be nothing there, right? Or grave robbers who would have already. Well, apparently, them no. There are some. There are some bones there, but whether what those bones are of, nobody knows. Okay. So yeah. there are, yeah, a few bones down there in the cave. And mm. Of course, it's a. Um, it's probably a fair way further underground today than what it used to be back in the day, because yeah, of the way that archaeological kind of sites end up going. But yeah. There you go. I think the more you think about it, the more sort of interesting it becomes. Because you think that, you know, I, I, I'm just going to, look, 
I'm, I'm, my head's going off. <laughs> but you'd think that Abraham and Isaac, they'd probably have a fairly simple burial, but Jacob would be there. He would be buried in this cave in an Egypt, in a, a, in an Egyptian style because of the way that Joseph would have embalmed him and Mum, everything. So mm. he would be like, it's crossing the worlds of, of both Egypt and, um, and, and the, Israelites. It is, it is. And you would expect that, you know, well, the possibility, the question would be, would Joseph's body have, sorry, Jacob's body have survived because it was mummified uh, in the Egyptian fashion? However, in Palestine, you don't have the environmental conditions of 0% humidity, Mm. uh, 0% rain, all that kind of stuff that you've got in Palestine. And so the embalming um, would not be as effective. And, of course, you know, that was a very, very long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we do get Egyptian mummies that will last that long, but... Only in the perfect condition. The reports that I've read is that, yes, they did find bones in the cave, but that was all. Mm. Nothing else. But and no idea whose they are. At this point in our Bible study, uh, that's <laughs> yes. all that Abraham that's all he owns. owns. And, that's all he owns. And so, like, the question that you ask, like, why is this promise a good thing, like, to Abraham is that, like, yeah, because he only owns a cave, which is literally used to bury dead people. Yes. Like, he has he no permanent dwelling. He owns a grave. That's it. Mm. He owns his, he owns his, his, uh, his, 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 his six-foot-long spot. And yeah, pretty much. That's, <laughs> that's the long and the short of it, mm. and that's kind of a little bit of sad because you know you got Abraham who comes from Ur and he was incredibly wealthy, yeah. and you would imagine that he would have owned a lot of land in Ur. He's been living in, you know, limbo mm. his entire life. Isaac lives in limbo his entire life. Yeah, jo- jo- uh, Jacob lives most of his life in limbo, and then of course goes down to Egypt. But these are people who are just wandering from place to place. They have. No fixed abode. And some people kind of like that, and I guess it would become normal after a while. But, you know, I think all of us in the back of our head somewhere, there's something nice about owning something that it's yours. You know, Shell and I bought a place um, a bit over a year ago now. It's the first time we've ever owned anything. And it's just it's just amazing. Well, we don't own it, but the bank owns it. The bank owns it, yeah. The bank owns it. <laughs> but, but we get to do things with it that we want, which is quite mm. different from when you are renting or when you are camping. And essentially, Abraham had been camping this entire time. Yeah. He went on an extended camping trip for the rest of his life, and that continued for three generations. Okay, so this is an important promise that we've got right here. Um, if we go to Genesis chapter 50 and verse 24... Uh, let's head over there. Genesis 50 and verse 24. Who's got that one? Genesis 50 verse 24, was it? The Bible it's, says, soon I will die. Joseph, Joseph, yeah, Joseph. Yeah, Joseph told his brothers, but God will surely come and uh, come to help you and lead you out of this land of Egypt. He will bring you back to the land he solemnly promised to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And that's a fair chunk of land. When you look at that on a map, it um, extends from the river of Egypt mm. all the way to the Euphrates. Yeah, wow. That's a big chunk. Do you know what the river of Egypt was called? That's not the Nile? The Nile? No, it's not the Nile. Oh. What's it called? The river of Egypt. Oh, good genius. <laughs> <laughs> See, we should have had that for the quiz. What's the river of Egypt called? It's called the river of Egypt. Uh, the, river, the river of Egypt was to the... Uh, northeast of the Nile. And it was just kind of like a creek that ran on odd occasions when it rained. Mm, okay, yeah. 
Yeah, so they were not... A lot of people assume, well, that was from the Nile to the Euphrates. No, it stopped short of the Nile. Mm. Uh, Egypt was to remain for the Egyptians, but they were to have hegemony right over and, and under Solomon. Their hegemony did extend right through to the Euphrates of... Uh, of the um, right through to the Euphrates Valley and down to the river of Egypt, and that was where they reached their greatest extent. Okay, so God has promised them a big chunk of land, but then he's told them that they're not going to get this land for quite a long time. Uh, That would be kind of a little bit discouraging. Mm. So they're going to get this land, and of course you can imagine the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. The promise of the land would have been special to Abraham because he's just, the Bible describes him as a sojourner. That's old English. Mm. A sojourner is somebody who just, you know, moves from a nomad. Yes. A nomad. Um, Why would it be more significant to the Israelites after they're coming out of Egypt? Well, because, like, they have somewhere to go. That was, oh, it was one of the biggest problems, you know, after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed in America. Yes. When freeing slaves, it's like, okay, you're free now, but free to what? Yeah, and they kind of starved. Yeah, to have nothing. A lot of them had to stay in a in their slave conditions just so that they could eat. Exactly. Whereas, uh, you know, like God, we see leading the, the people out of Egypt and he, you know, he provides provision for them, but he has a home for them. Okay, there's a plan. Yeah. And you did see them sort of question that when they came out of Egypt. Oh, you know, God, what are you going to do for us? We'd rather be back in Egypt. Mm. I think it's also hard to understand what slavery would be like and never having the option of ever owning any kind of land at all. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. For us there, Liam. I forgot what chapter and verse it was. 28 verse 1. 28 verse 1. It says, the Bible says, If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commands that I am giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. Okay, if you look at the actual map of the world and consider the promised land as it was promised to Abraham, stretching from the river of Egypt to the Euphrates River, that would have meant that any... Any movement between the three continents of Asia, Europe, and Africa, or particularly between Asia, Europe, and Asia and Europe, and then mm-hmm. Africa, mm-hmm. would have gone through the Promised Land. Yes. You would not have been able to bypass it. It would have been impossible to do so. Mm. Now, of course, if you look at the history of Israel, it didn't. It, it was briefly. It briefly covered that area, but very, very briefly. Mm. For most of its history, God's people were a micro-nation in the land of Judah, and it was very easy to bypass it. Uh, you could bypass it down the Jordan Valley. You could bypass it down the coast. Uh, it was actually uh, the only place where, where where the knowledge of God was preserved in Judah was up in the mountains. And, you know, who wants to go through the mountains when you are travelling a long distance? It was kind of the hard route. Mm. And so in many respects, God's people failed dramatically in being at the crossroads of the world and controlling the crossroads of the world. Mm. This was a place that, you know, God was going to bless. It was a land flowing with milk and honey, so it was very fertile. But it wasn't just very fertile. It was the major trade route of the world. Mm. You know, if you look at the dominant world empires, Babylon, Elam, Assyria, uh, 
Egypt, uh, Babylon again, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome, all of them travelled extensively through the land of Palestine. And God's purpose in placing Abraham there, you know, if God, God could have left Abraham in Ur. You all know where Ur is, right? Yeah. Where? It's uh, like Mesopotamia. That's big area. Can be more specific. Uh, like Babylon? Uh, no, up not the, near Babylon. Up the road? <laughs> <laughs> okay. The point is we all kind of have a kind of vagueish idea where Ur was. Mm. So let's think that God, if God had left Abraham in Ur, how far would have his influence been able to spread? And let's say that, you know, God had placed him there in Ur and said, I'll give you the city of Ur. It's not really a central trade route. Not like Palestine mm. was, not nothing like that that comparison. And so God's like, okay, come out of there. This is the wrong spot. It's geographically the wrong place wow. uh, to be a light to the world. And so God takes them over there and makes this promise of land. Okay, so you've got uh, Deuteronomy 28 verse 1, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, the Lord will God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And that height would not just be moral morally high, but being in such a significant trade route, you know that there would have come wealth and prosperity and everything else right along with that. Mm. Uh, then go down a few verses. Yeah. Verse 15, Lawson. Verse 15, the Bible says, But if you refuse to listen to the Lord your God and do not obey all his commands and decrees, I am giving you today all these curses that will come upon you and overwhelm you. Okay, so this is your homework for this evening is to go through and read uh, Deuteronomy 28, uh, read the whole chapter, because it's the chapter of the blessings and the curses. And God says, look, mm. if you follow me, I'm going to bless you this way, this way, this way, this way. And if you don't follow me, then all of these curses will come upon you. Mm. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, wow, you know, God's really going to go after his people if they don't follow him. And uh, when you read it through a lot of it, it's simply the natural, there's a lot of natural law that comes into this. Yeah. If you turn your back on God, bad things happen. Mm-hmm. If you follow God, then uh, good things are going to happen and you're going to be blessed. Yeah, and again, it's not because, like, God's standing there, like, just, like, bam, like, sending no. bad things your no. way. Like, we God live created in a, his law. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, we live in a naturally tragic world yes. where terrible things happen all the time. Uh, you know, and, and you hear, like, the great philosophies of the, you know, the, the 18th, 19th, and 20th centuries, you know, talk about this this idea of just, like, the tragedy of the world that we live in and how it's laughable that anyone expects anything more. Uh, you know, these guys were largely atheistic. Um, but it's like, yeah, simply, like, when you read the curses, like, that's what's going on. It's just, oh, yeah, like, you will end up in a terribly tragic state. You'll be left with nothing. It's a really, really simple formula. Mm. You know, you look at somebody who's given their life to God and dedicated their life to God, and it transforms their life. They li- they live a very, very different life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I look at, you know, say, for instance, my school friends I went to school with, and I compare those who gave their lives to God with those who didn't, there is a very stark contrast Yeah, uh, in the lives, that they, in, in the experiences of life that they have had. Mm. And... This is all God is saying here when he pronounces the blessings and the cursings. He's saying this is a really, really simple formula. Mm. If you follow God, there are blessings that are going to come your way. And if you don't follow God, then there are going to be tragedies. And it does not mean that there won't be tragedies, um, that tragedies won't exist for, won't, you know, for Christians, not at all. Tragedies still exist. But it's so much better to do it with God than without God. Mm. The other thing that is significant about this that we do need to talk about 
is the conditional nature of the covenant. Yes. Now, the conditional yes. nature of the covenant is something that we often overlook. I want to spend a little bit of time on this. We've got, we've got just a little bit of time left, but I do want to talk about the conditional nature of the covenant because we often overlook it. Um, but here, very clearly, it's conditional on their obedience. So, First John 1, seven: if we walk in the light, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Notice the word if. Mm. Wherever you have the word if, there is a condition. First uh, John 2.24, if that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you also shall continue in the Son and the Father. Hebrews 10.38, if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Notice this is conditional all the way through. This is the eternal if that exists in every consideration of salvation in the Bible. If a man abides in me, <coughs> sorry, if a man abides not in me, he is cast forth as a branch. John 8.51, if a man keeps my sayings, he will never see death. Romans 11 verse 22, if God spared not the natural branches, take heed, watch out, lest he also spare not you. 2 Peter 1 verse 10, if you do these things, you shall never fall. Hebrews 3.14, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. John 15 verse 14, you are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. If, 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 there is an eternal if in every consideration of salvation and the covenant is based around an if as well. The covenant is conditional on us accepting Jesus Christ into our life. All right, so we're going to listen to uh, Laurie Wimberley with God of Abraham. You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM with the Triple L team. You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Question of the day. Oh man, it's a dance party! In the Tell you what, I have missed that. It's been so long, and oh, it's great to be in here and just get the whole. Oh, it's great to feel that again. Lyle <laughs> right. Southwell, yes. question of the day: Did Paul approve of slavery? Okay, so this one is not actually a question of the day. It came through as a comment, uh, but I'm going to do it as a question of the day because I think that um, it's worth. It's worth talking about because mm. Bible talks to slaves and says, if you are a slave, this is how you are to be behave. And he talks to slave owners mm. and he says, this is how you are to behave in relationship to your slaves. Okay, so we've got to understand a, a number of different things. First of all, you've got two different slave cultures that existed in the ancient world. You had, uh, or particularly in, Ro- in, in Paul's time, which was the Roman world, the Roman Empire. You had what was typically the uh, the accepted norm amongst the Roman Empire as to how people kept slaves, and they basically had no rights. They were used as animals, and so when people read the word slave, their mind immediately defaults to the Roman system of slavery, or it defaults to uh, you know the American system of slavery, where slaves have you know just zero rights. They're treated like animals, and it's absolutely horrific. But that's not actually the case because there was the Jewish way of owning slaves and the Jewish way of owning slaves is not, we would not use the word slaves today. Mm. It was actually a marvellous system. Um, We would say that they were low-paid subcontractors. So let me read through just a a brief summary of the Jewish system of keeping a slave. Um, Slaves owned and inherited land. Uh, they had the right to marry a person of their choosing at any time. This is all, you'll find this in the Bible. This is actually part of the Constitution of Israel. 
they had equal legal rights to any other person in the court of law. They had the requirement of physical protection uh, by their employers. So the employer had to protect, physically protect them. Um, they had freedom of movement. By, th- by law, they had to receive one day off every week. They had freedom to keep the seven annual feasts and could not be required to work on those days. It was illegal for their owner to slander or disparage them in any way. There you go. Um, they were to become part of the extended family of their owner. They were to be considered a part of the family. They could not be compelled to work with what the Bible describes as rigor. That's hard labor. Mm. Um, any debilitating physical injury caused by the owner was caused for immediate emancipation. Their contract could not extend to more than six years or past the next jubilee. So the jubilee came um, every fifty years, and it could not pass. It could not extend past. You know, if the jubilee was three years away, it could not extend past that. But the longest it could ever be was six years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if somebody found themselves in difficulty and sold themselves off as a slave, then they, um, a departing slave had to be, had to, uh, be given livestock, grain and wine as a final payment at the end of those six years. And then they would have to be set up for independent living. So basically they were set up in small business when they finished. That is not what we understand when we talk about slavery today. And this is important to note. And so when Paul is talking about slavery, he is not talking about the Roman system. He is talking, and when he's talking about slave owners, because he is talking to Christian slave owners. And for a Christian slave owner, they were to follow this biblical system. And of course, that's not what we call a slave. That's a low paid subcontractor, a mm. six year contract, a maximum six year contract. And they get paid, they get, you know, set up in small business, etc. Okay, uh, let's listen to Adam Baker with Build Your Kingdom. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM. 